Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, where you can get all of your free wrestling news, videos, photos, podcasts, interviews. I had a, well, how, how should I say it? A fire interview with Kiara Hogan of Impact Wrestling today, where she pretty much says, Ember Moon took my gimmick. We were at the same tryout. She took my gimmick. Not happy about it. That's worth checking out. Raises some pretty interesting points. Early access to that interview went up last week for subscribers of FightfulSelect.com, which is our premium service. Of course, as I mentioned, you can get all your free wrestling news over at Fightful.com. You'll always get your scoops there. Fightful Select is a nice additional service if you want stuff maybe a little bit earlier. My interview is earlier. Uh, If you want uh, exclusive podcast, the retro review for TNA Unbreakable 2005 with myself and Warren Hayes. Is up there right now, two weeks before it goes to Fightful.com. Later this month, we will have the SummerSlam 92 Retro Review Podcast exclusively on Fightful Select. Right now, we have early access to an interview with Alan Juban talking about possibly giving WWE a shot. Jeff Jarrett explaining why uh, he didn't go to WCW in 1990. We have Dark Match Commentary Compilation 2 with Matt Hardy, Kurt Angle, Rob Van Dam. Match archives of Jimmy Vans that he promoted back in the day with our commentary over top of it. Just head over to FightfulSelect.com and see all the sweet perks you all can get. Rankings, breakdowns for the UFC. If it were a work, if it were a shoot, just a ton of stuff there. I'm tired of plugging it. Just go visit. Joined tonight by Alex Palowski. Alex, how are you? Uh, I'm I'm good. Uh, I can barely remember what happened over those three hours. Well, fortunately for you, I do notes oh, good. on this it's podcast. Good. I also good. post my match ratings the morning after. So check that out too, you guys. Lots of all-in announcements today. I think we'll wait until tomorrow evening and cover those because knowing them, they'll do more right ahead of SmackDown. So lots of stuff over at Fightful.com right now. Check it out. Subscribe. Thumbs up if you all haven't already. 
And most importantly, just let people know about Fightful.com. We're still a very young site. This episode of Raw, Alex. Ooh, boy. Yep. There was... There were a few, uh, some good things. I will say there were some good things. Well, three-hour Raw broadcaster usually are. Yes. Um, but the thing is, when I say I can't remember what happened, everything week to week kind of runs together. Like, the Tag Champs got a new ridiculous theme song. Paul mm-hmm. Heyman won an Oscar. Ruby Riot's back. But still, a lot of the same old, same old. Like, it all kind of runs together. So, yeah, there's some good and interesting new stuff, but also some stuff that I honestly did not need to see. Fightful Select subscribers got the raw spoilers a few minutes earlier than Fightful.com did, but uh, we did have several of those up on Fightful.com. We reported that uh, Paul Heyman would be at Raw. We reported that uh, there would be a tag title match announced. So make sure you all keep an eye on FightfulWrestling.com. We started off with Kurt Angle taking a shot at Brock Lesnar, not wrestling on Raw, putting over Ronda Rousey. When I see stuff like this, I'm like, damn, was it that transparent when I was a kid and I just didn't realize it? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say this. Uh, Yesterday, um, I know they're putting up a lot of old SummerSlam stuff, but they put up yesterday um, the uh, Lesnar versus Cena SummerSlam match from 2015, 2014. Um, and I was watching that. I'm like, God damn, that was peak Lesnar to me. Like that was when the story hadn't, hadn't like gotten stale. And that was the most thorough dismantling of another man in the ring I've ever seen. Um, and yet it feels strategic. It may not be, but it feels strategic. And like this guy who destroyed John Cena, he's unbeatable. He's a beast. How could anyone ever beat him? And then, of course, in two weeks, we find out who does. And most of Raw tonight was set up like, A, you should root against Brock. He's a really bad guy. He's a really terrible person, and you should be rooting against him. And B, there's no way he's ever going to lose. So, like, it feels very manipulative. Um, But, you know, it's wrestling. Wrestling, especially WWE, it's always kind of been manipulative constable corbin's out there too roman reigns comes out and he says quote if you kick out the big dog who will protect the yard Mm -hmm. as kyler pointed out on twitter at fightful wrestle who talks like that in which my only reply was nike under armor and gatorade commercials and that's it yeah that is Um, it yeah no here's the thing um it's fine that Michael Cole marks out for Roman Reigns and calls him the big dog every time he comes in. When Roman Reigns starts referring to himself in the third person as the big dog, yeah. then it's kind of like, dude, dude, really? Are you that guy? They tease Brock Lesnar being suspended, but Kurt says it's not happening and he hopes Reigns wins. And Corbin, understandably, I think, says that's unprofessional. It is. Now, to be fair, Corbin is remarkably unprofessional as well. He's a hypocrite. But he's not wrong. And when you compare in storyline, before I have people say it, oh, it's it's written, Sean. It's written. (laughs) Paige, as a character, makes Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin look so inept and so poor at their job. Like, even when bad things happen to Paige, like, good things happen. Like, she's upset at Samoa Joe 
for promoting his match too good. <laughs> for hyping it up too well. Like, yeah. that's the worst thing that happens to Paige on SmackDown. What? Yeah. You went out and attacked AJ? Damn it, now more people are going to be interested in this match. <laughs> that's that's the only thing that for happens some reason, she called him baby girl. I don't understand. Like, that's just yeah. the thing that she does. But, no, I agree. Um... Yeah, this is this is ridiculous. I love how transparent um, both Kurt and Corbin are on opposite sides of this thing. Um, it's a weird, like, dueling GM thing. Didn't they do that at one point? Somebody in our chat just had the balls. I'm not even going to name you. Had the balls to say another Samoan who talked in the third person was The Rock. How dare you? <laughs> that's First not, off. That's not the but same You know thing. what? To be fair... The Rock totally would have said, if you kick the big dog out, who will protect the yard without yeah. ever having the nickname Big Dog? Nope. Also, you want me to tell you who else talks like that? People who watch Ballers. <laughs> How do I know? Because I watch it to pass the time, not yeah. because I'm legit interested in it. But yeah. those are the types of people that talk like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. So we get a match. Superman punch right out of the gate, and that is the highlight. That's the highlight of the match. I like the deep six that happened at that, at that okay. point. Yeah, I'm that sorry. was good. That's sorry. about it. That, that was the highlight of the match. Um, it got real boring after that Superman punch. Corbin is all about this half Nelson cross face. That is his jam right now. <laughs> and he, he'll sit in it for three or four minutes at a time. Corbin hit that just insane deep six. And I am not going into a Blue Chew ad right now. No. But it was a real deep six. Yeah, it was It was almost like a deep nine. Like, it was It was really deep. Hey, now, let's not get crazy. <laughs> let's, not, let's not get into the false advertising territory here. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> so, Corbin takes out the cameraman on the boss man spot, which was phenomenal because yeah. he still somehow zooms while it happens. <laughs> it's great. Because I th- I love that the, the cameraman has already seen him do that spot once in the match. So he didn't know to get out of the way for the second one. He wasn't so, expecting it. He zoomed. I, I swear, maybe it's just me and my subconscious. It looked like the cameraman zoomed as he was falling down, which yeah. is the equivalent of the band playing the Titanic now <laughs> as the ship sinks. <laughs> the cameraman has got to do it for Kevin Dunn as he's dying. Just reflex, you know, like instead yes. of like putting out a hand to brace himself, it's zoom. Yes. Zoom. Oh, man. I can tell you personally, if I slip in the supermarket, I'm going to be okay. I know to tuck my chin. Yeah. That cameraman knows to hit that zoom button every single time. Phenomenal. Corbin tries to leave, but Finn Balor comes out, walks Corbin right back into a Superman punch. Spear, pinfall, that's a wrap. This match only got out of the 5 out of 10 territory for me because of the really cool deep six. Yeah. That was it. This, the thing, when when they brought over Corbin, and then they, did, they debuted Lashley, and they brought over Rude, and I was like, they're really just setting up a murderer's row of upper mid-card heelish type guys for, for Roman to uh, get rest held by until he makes his comeback for the, like for the foreseeable future. Like it just felt like that was it. Like all these people. And I was like, Corbin, especially, I don't, I don't know if I said that specifically at the time, but I was thinking it like Corbin is the guy 
to face Reigns, to put him in a rest hold for a while so that Roman can make his comeback and hit his moves and win. Like, it's they're a match made in hell. Like, if you love this kind of thing, great, good for you. I actually like Corbin in his matches with people where there's a more of a give and take. There's no give and take here. It's I have the upper hand for three quarters of the match, then you beat me. Like that's a that I don't I'm not interested in watching those kind of matches. Um, so this was that's what this was to me, and I was like, not not great. I also have a I have a qualm. Um, Finn Balor, like you're twice his size. That was your whole gimmick in your feud. Yeah. Like why are why why is he backing you into the ring? Like just walk past him. Like I, I don't understand. I, I I don't I didn't I didn't get that bit. I did I got less what happened afterwards, but that was that was stupid. Just walk past him, Baron. You're twice his size. So back in the ring, Balor does the coup de gras on Corbin. Now yeah. I get it. Corbin beat Balor last week. Clean. Clean, and he, he did attack Balor after the match. Sure, so I get it, but I don't know, man. After like you mentioned it, he he wrestled for twenty minutes. Yeah, it, it's this is the this is the equivalent of like it's a kicking a guy when he's down, like like stomping a guy when he's down from a great height. And that's I mean uh, that's that's never been something we that when you do that. We all kind of view that as being a bad thing. Don't do that. Don't kick a guy when he's down. So why are you having this guy who's universally beloved and one of your truest baby faces on the roster come out and be like, hey, I saw you got your ass kicked by this guy. Um, so I'm going to now kick you while you're down. That, that, that I don't understand how that helps anybody. Um, later, we see that like everybody's just getting one over on Corbin. We're supposed to hate the guy. But you don't you want to say that you engender sympathy for him by having him be like sneak attacked and sucker punched and all this kind of stuff? Like it just that's weird. Like I don't want to root for Baron Corbin. He's a bad dude. Stop making me root for Baron Corbin. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll later. talk about that thing. <laughs> other thing later. I'm sure we will. Well, let me ask you: Are you in the mood for a rude Robley feud? I am 100 percent not in the mood for that. I'm in the uh, I, no. I, I got a taste of it. I am no longer in the mood for this. Yeah, this match sucked. Yeah, bad. It was, it was a 1996 WWF Action Zone main event. There was a side <laughs> slam. There was a DDT. The moves were done correctly. Yeah. There was a gut wrench suplex. Mm-hmm. Mojo was yellow. Yeah. Rude woman, the glorious DDT. The The pace was brutal. It was glacial. Horrible. Um, yeah. Um, this is... The, the pace was horrible. Not the execution. I want to say that. No. In the ring, it was all solid. But the thing is, they want Mojo to be a singles guy so bad. They and do. I can see he's, his promo is incredible. Yeah. I think Mojo has more upside as a singles than Bobby Roode at this juncture, at least at least in their current roles. I think they'd both probably be better off in a tag team, and, and I hate to say that, but they probably would be. They'd be better off teaming with one another than they would be doing whatever it is that they're doing here. Yeah, I, I, I had forgotten about that little line last week where Mojo says, what are you going to do, Bobby? 
you get a catchphrase me in a submission. Like, that's great. Because that's basically what everything that Bobby Roode is at this point. He's a twinkly robe and a catchphrase and a, and you, a song. Like, that's he it. Plays off of, you play off of the criticisms that you, you hear echoed on Twitter. Sure. Because so, you, you be Twitter's megaphone, essentially. So... So this is a thing. Like, let's. I mean, I don't. I don't remember exactly what their overlap was at Full Sail, but Bobby Roode was champion for like seven months, and Mojo Raleigh was one half of a tag team that's gimmick was basically cocaine. You know, like that was that was their whole. That was his whole deal. That was it. So you say, okay, now on the main roster, it's fine. They can absolutely feud against each other, but they'd never be caught dead in the same r- ring together in a singles match back in NXT. It's a weird dynamic to play with. And my whole thought when I, when I tweeted that out was just remember that when, Mo, when Mojo beats Rude and, and, and wins this feud. I'm like, well, he might win the feud, but having him lose this first match doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, maybe if you're going to actually tell the story of, you know, Mojo underestimated him. But every time I say, are you going to tell that story? They're not actually telling that story. It's just... 50-50 booking, and we're going to get to see Mojo Raleigh versus Bobby Roode on the SummerSlam kickoff show. Won't that be great? Like, I mean, uh, no, it won't. It won't be. I, I don't want to see that. Please please don't. Same. Same. Yeah. Elias is shown backstage with a film crew. Did you get a chance to watch his documentary? I have not yet. I'm, I'm, I, I plan on it. I'm going to try tonight. Actually, I'm going to really try tonight. He isn't happy about how ugly the rest of the crowd is. And what what town were they in? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. And you know what? To be fair, I've been to Jacksonville. I have too. Not particularly ugly people, I don't think. Some beautiful people. I love the city. I mean, it's North Florida. So what are you going to do? But... Now, to be fair, if I were in a place like San Antonio yeah. or Portsmouth, Ohio, which yeah. I, I do often have to go to. I used to have to go there and wrestle all the time. There were times I would gaze out into that crowd, and Alex, the people would be so hideous. It would just take me out of things. I'd be completely out of the mood. I would win my wrestling match, and I would, I just wouldn't be in the mood to celebrate, Alex. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I've, I've been there. I mean, not, not literally, but yeah. Well, fortunately, Blue Chew was there to help because no matter how ugly the people are in the crowd, that may just completely turn you off. You, we, we, we know it happens. Poor Elias was, was facing an uphill battle here. But BlueChew.com is here to help. That's Blue B-L-U-E, like the color blue. It brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. They are chewable. Elias could have taken one right before his promo, saw all those hideous people, overcame the odds, had his big comeback, if you know what I'm saying, and just performed just really knocked it out of the park. Yeah. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill. 
You can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. It is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visit. No waiting at the pharmacy. And no more awkwardness of having to look at all those people in San Antonio and Portsmouth. Yep. And right now, we have a special deal deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code FIGHTFUL. You just pay that $5 shipping. It is better, cheaper, faster. And let me tell you, my friends, it is the harder choice. Yeah. Well, I mean, when, when Elias needs to rock and he needs to rock hard, he gets himself some blue chew. You're goddamn right he does. Bluechew.com. Use that code FIGHTFUL. Hit him up on Twitter. Let him know you heard about them from us. Well, Bobby Lashley watched Elias's documentary. He says that I don't care what he says. It's shit. It doesn't matter. They put Bobby Lashley in situations that he cannot emerge looking good. Here's the here's the thing that is is so maddening about this Bobby Lashley run so far in the WWE. Comes back, he does nothing. He teams with Braun Strowman for no reason. And they put him in a Sami Zayn feud that is just dreck. It's just the worst thing I've ever seen on television. With his sisters, quote-unquote his sisters, and the obstacle course and everything. It's awful. He gave a man vertigo with a vertigo suplex. Stupid. Then, oh, they put him in a feud that actually has some heat behind it. Him versus Roman Reigns for who gets to be the guy. So, at one pay-per-view, last, last month, Extreme Rules, he beat Roman Reigns clean. At one pay-per-view, at the next pay-per-view, the guy he beat clean has a shot for the WWE Universal title, and he, guess, has a match with a guy who plays a guitar. Like, I I don't know what they're doing with this guy, but, like, they were something, and now it's just like, no, that was a a little stopgap thing. We're moving him down, down the card. Elias has the shitting ice cream problem. Bruce Pritchard tells the story on his podcast about how when The Rock turned heel when he went Hollywood, the crowd was ready to boo him, but he was so entertaining that it happened just like it did the first time The Rock was a heel. Yeah. He was shitting on the crowd, but he was shitting ice cream. And boy, when, out, when Elias shits that ice cream, they love the taste of it. Mm-hmm. He attacks Bobby Lashley, and Eli- or Lashley beats Elias up and makes the crew film it. Yeah, I'm glad that WWE has finally explored the story of Elias and a performance of his being interrupted. Yeah, they rarely do that, if ever. I don't think I've ever seen it. I mean, usually he plays like a whole set, like six, eight songs in a row. So nice of them to change it up. Razor with Akam defeated Titus O'Neil. Couple sirloin beef sons of bitches. This is ugly. I can't break this down from a wrestling perspective. There were no, I don't think any moves done until a spine buster. Some really violent, sloppy strikes that sent each guy scattering on their feet. It was, they were in there throwing. Yep. And Razor needed a distraction to beat Titus O'Neil. So, listen, the the misuse of AOP at this point is so blatant, it's got to be on purpose. Like, some other billionaire looked at these two guys and said, these guys are gold. There's absolutely no way these two can fail and vince says i'll make you a bet i will i will do everything in my power to debase these two guys 
until they're nothing. And when I release them, no other wrestling promotion will be caught dead giving them a contract. And the other guy says, that's a bet, my friend. Just like Murdoch did it until they got on Fox. Yeah, that, that's, that, there you I'll go. I'll bet you a Fox spot, Al. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, and so, so far, Vince is winning. Because these guys are, they're out in the weeds, man. How, how do you screw up these two so badly? They were just, abs- they were dripping money. At the end of their NXT run, and now pfft, you I don't know who know. else was was very entertaining in the past. Titus Worldwide, yeah, they were very entertaining. And they Titus were. as the agent, yeah, man, he was so good at this. Titus when started Titus doing his his backstage uh, Fallout videos where he was holding press conferences and and aping the 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 best sports co- press conferences of all time. That was. That was honestly so good. This guy has so much potential. They were better in their Pizza Hut commercial tonight than they've yeah. been on any episode of Raw in months. To Titus's credit, if Apollo or Dana Brooke gets sick of things and they're like, how have you helped us? He can say, you're on TV. You weren't before. <laughs> and there you go. It's true. But man... I know they don't have Tazawa around anymore. He's on Tuesdays, not Mondays anymore. That that was honestly, you know, I'm not, I'm not that bummed about the decision to move 205 Live strictly to their own brand because I'm just not. I, I don't see a problem with it. <laughs> they can wash the, 205 can wash their hands of Raw, not the yeah. other way around. Yeah, I, I I would like for for some way to, to to use Raw to get more eyes on the program. I tweeted out something uh, a couple weeks ago. Once a month, once a month, the Cruiserweight Champion defends his title on Raw in the second hour. Gets it, get some eyes on it. The first time you do it, have him have the have the challenger win. No one will ever skip that match every month. It'll always be something because they know anything is possible. You can put on just give them ten minutes, ten minutes to like tear the house down yeah. once a month on Raw, and then get people dri- driven over to two hundred five live. Because they're doing such great work over there. 205 Live's main event every week is Destination Viewing. By the way, guys, Mr. Warren Hayes, who does the retro reviews with me, and he'll be doing a SmackDown review with Alex Pawlowski the night I'm in Canada. Mm. Uh, He does the 205 Live NXT review weekly on FightfulSelect.com, Tier 1. That is just $5 a month. I'm talking like you're probably paying 30 cents a podcast at that point. It's magnificent. Got a Q&A show coming up. I think, it, hell, I don't know if it was this week or last week, but either way, I got two a month. Got to give it to you all. FightfulSelect.com. Kevin Owens show. Kevin Owens brings out Jinder Mahal and credits Mahal for keeping him uh, calm and making him feel better. This was not their best work. I didn't think. No, no, it's, uh, no, not. time killing. Yes, a lot of time killing. Well, they needed they needed enough time for Braun to sneak out underneath the stage. Yeah. Braun does that, shows up and turns the stage over. Uh, very, very tame yeah. by Braun destruction standards. Yeah, it was a weird thing. As soon as I saw this wasn't in the ring, I was like, there's no way they didn't co- co- construct that little stage for the express purpose of Braun doing something with that stage. Uh, it was kind of like, you know... Chekhov's gun. Or well, well, the good news is they can reuse it because it didn't tear anything up, and they fell no. a, a whopping 
16 inches to the ground. It's like, they, you ever wrestle when you're a kid and like you take the big bump, but it's really just like off your couch. Yeah. That's what that was. Yep. That was. Then we get a match. Jinder Mahal defeated Braun Strowman via DQ. Because Braun accidentally hit Jinder with the briefcase while wrestling it away from Kevin Owens. This is another way to put over the stipulation. And I'm okay with that because sure. it accomplishes a few things. It it keeps Owens on TV while, one, not having him wrestle because the guy needs to rest up a little bit. Yeah. Two, it keeps Braun on TV. Three, it gives Jinder Mahal, this guy who gave this gargantuan push to, and don't want to admit it was a total failure, even though it was, uh-huh. a win again on TV. Yeah. So this continues the perception that Jinder Mahal isn't an absolute waste of time. Right. Um. I, I want to know if you'll say that uh, you, you like it uh, when they do the exact same thing next week and the week after that, because, because that, they're out of ideas on how to promote what? this match. You know, how will they do it though? Count out DQ. What? Maybe both. <laughs> uh, figure out a way to do both. Um, or here's the thing. Um, I, I would love it if, uh, if, if, if Kevin Owens like did a swap, like he, he has like a duplicate briefcase, but it's not the actual one. And he goes, yoink, like just figure out something that's not like Kevin Owens. Kevin, you have a match at SummerSlam for the briefcase. You don't need to steal this one now. That's not official. Like if it was, if it was like the like if, if the money in the bank was like under hardcore championship rules, or like whoever has possession of the money in the bank briefcase can then use it to cash in on, on the champion. That'd be great. Like guys like stealing it out of the locker room and stuff that guys like wearing it, like handcuffed to their wrist. That would be a lot of fun, but that's not the case. That's not how that works. So stop trying to steal it. You look, it looked like Yogi bear in a picnic basket. It's not working. So yeah, this uh, Stroman boots sing across the floor. That was that's fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed the Reigns Lesnar video they did. The thing is, they're they're really trying to hammer it home. Cheer Roman, cheer Roman, yep. cheer Roman. Yeah, yeah. Eh. What do you think yeah. of the video? I mean, it was like a, like I say, it's it's mind numbingly stupid and bald facedly manipulative. It's WWE at their best. This is how this is this is what they do. Their their video package people are fantastic. And they made me want to see this match until I remembered, oh, no, wait, I, I, I've already seen this match. I've, I've seen it many, many times, seen it twice this year already. I don't want to see this match. I want the match to be over and we can move on from it. I don't need to actually see the match. I can't, I can't imagine what they're going to do with it that's going to be different from any of the other matches. Except for the fact that we have this new wrinkle, which we'll talk about, where... I don't know what Brock is like when he doesn't have Paul in his corner. Like that's a different thing they could do. The whole thing could be a massive swerve. It could be the catalyst for, for a brand new thing that happens, or it could be nothing. This Paul Heyman promo. Yep. Was so goddamn good. Yep. This is one of the best promos I've seen. And I, Wow. I hesitate to even call it a promo. It's why I it's why I feel like like um Gargano and Champa isn't just a feud. 
Like it's it's a Shakespearean like set of volumes of story. Like I can't even just say like ah oh, the match that they had uh, at Takeover was was great. Yes, obviously, but it's part of this whole thing. This promo wasn't really a promo. We got to watch a man say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply break on TV. Like, Paul Heyman um, is a brilliant actor. Yeah. Like, we didn't realize, like, I mean, yes, he's a great orator, and I love, I, I, honestly, his promos are so great, the, the way that he speaks and all stuff, which he writes himself, so he's a great writer. But actually experiencing all of these emotions, when he starts talking about how my children are friends with his children, and there's a moment where his voice cracks a little bit. Like you can tell that part means a lot to him. There's really cool stuff from an acting standpoint. Speaking of someone who like went to grad school for it. Like I understand how all these beats work when you're trying to give a performance like this. You have to make it look like it's not a performance. Like it's real. Like this is what this guy feels. And a lot of this might be what he feels. I mean, he's known Brock forever. So, like, just if you put yourself in the position where if Brock tried to strangle me on live television, how would I feel? And he's there. And let me tell you, it's not lost on me, uh, the, the, the two-day growth of stubble. That really adds to a thing like this. It looks like he's just not been taking care of himself. This was, this was I, I can't put this over enough. It's amazing. He showed up in a wrinkled suit. He is so good. Tears flowing from his eyes. The stubble. This was A-plus stuff. And, you know, oftentimes Paul Heyman gets criticized for cutting the same promo. Mm -hmm. And when you got a guy like Brock Lesnar, whose work has become kind of monotonous, there's only so many things you can say about it. Yep. Only so many things you can – there's only so many times you can say he's really, really big. He's – a conqueror, he beat the Undertaker. He's gonna leave the U for the UFC. There's only so many times you can say that. Yep. He was afraid of Brock Lesnar being pissed off in this promo. He hadn't talked to Brock Lesnar all week. And he just uncorked one of the best promos I've ever seen in wrestling. It was so really, good. really great. He said he's known Brock for a long time. There's no way that Roman Reigns ever beats this Lesnar. And that's the one, that was the part of this that felt like, ah, you have to end it on that note. Because that just guarantees that he did, we we all kind of know, like, oh, God. 
We all knew that, that Roman was going to win at Mania, and we all knew that Roman was going to win at the greatest Royal Rumble. Um, so we all know that Roman's going to win at SummerSlam. Eventually, we all have to be right, right? So I think like this, this is the perfect time for it. But that last bit, although it was done really well, kind of made it all fade, you know, like to me, like, oh, this was just the WWE, you know, working their magic. Making yeah, us, that's, that's the know. criticism that, that I'm seeing a lot of is, oh, they just want to get range cheered. No, no, here's the thing. I don't give a shit no. about that. This was a great performance by Paul Heyman. A standalone yeah. performance. I'm not, I don't care whose mind it changed or didn't change. It was a great performance on a show that craves great performances, that needs yeah. great performances. WWE desperately wants to manufacture the situation that they accidentally walked into with Daniel Bryan. There yeah. are still a lot of people who believe that the WWE carefully crafted the Daniel Bryan situation that unfolded between 2013 and 2014. They did not. <laughs> no. They did not. For a long time, I thought they did too. That's before I got into any real semblance of talking to people backstage and all the things that I do now and even in Daniel Bryan's own book. And that guy is transparent. Yeah. Transparent. Yeah. You know, there was the news where I said, maybe I got bad info. Maybe I got good info about him re-signing. If he came out and said, I have not re-signed, I would believe him. If yes. he came out and said, I have signed, I'd believe him. Why? Because the guy has been transparent about everything. Yeah. And he straight up said, they didn't expect it. They, they didn't think it. Dave Batista has said it. They didn't expect it. They didn't think it. WWE really wants fans to be like, man, what? They're just not giving Roman Reigns all this. Oh, my gosh, his, his dad was so mad at ringside. <laughs> no, he's not the underdog. No. And that doesn't matter to me. When you get a promo like this that Paul Heyman did, mm -hmm. I don't care if they want me to cheer him or not. It doesn't affect that. But what it, it does is it just it, it makes me believe Paul Heyman while I'm turning off my suspension of disbelief. <laughs> I'm... I look at Paul Heyman and I'm like, damn, he went all out for that. I appreciate that. It was yeah. an excellent performance. That, that was yeah. my, my, my thought was that if, if for some reason they decide, no, silly, we're keeping this belt on Brock until we decide to take it off of him. Uh, we're never, we're never taking it off of Brock. Um, the best way to do it is to have us thinking the whole time that, that Paul Heyman is still broken up about it and they're not talking about it. And then have Paul Heyman like hit Roman with a chair or something during, during the match, just absolutely have this whole thing has been an elaborate ruse by the master manipulator, Paul Heyman. There's all kinds of stuff they could do with it. Or like I said, they could do nothing. So we'll see. Ah, oh, man, this was outstanding. I can't put it over enough. Kurt Angle backstage tells Dolph or tells Seth Rollins if he finds a partner tonight, he can face Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Commentary flat out says it's not going to be Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Michael Cole goes, one person it won't be is Dean Ambrose. <laughs> Did that make you think that it would be Dean Ambrose? No, it made, no, it made me think that they, they, they knew who people were going to assume it was and start like 
and then be really disappointed that it wasn't. Well, then they didn't tell the crowd that. Yeah. They maybe should have said that. Yeah. Absolutely not Dean Ambrose. Right. Uh, well, even not even that, but we'll talk about, the, like, you know, hey, it's going to be this guy who's going to be his partner. Um, and then when that guy can't be his partner, oh, somebody's going to show up and save Seth, right? Somebody's going to show up and be his partner, right? Who's going to – oh, the match is over. Like I felt like I felt that energy from the crowd, and that's not what you want. You don't want you don't want like you don't want the reaction to your to your match to be, oh, chip. You don't want that. So after that, Tyler Breeze shows up backstage and pitches the idea of CrossFit Breezes. My God, why is this not a thing that I can watch every week? It'd be so fun. So my, my question is, well, we'll get to it. Instead, Roman Reigns shows up, accepts the challenge, doesn't allow Tyler Breeze to do the fist bump thing, but they did show a uh, video of Reigns and Rollins doing the, the shield fist bump with a, with a special needs fan over the weekend. That was a cool moment. Constable Corbin takes a phone to Kurt Angle and it's Stephanie McMahon delivering unsettling instructions. Uh-huh. Corbin reveals that Roman Reigns can't come out to the ring because he's already competed or else he forfeits his SummerSlam match. Of course, Roman Reigns says, I'll do it anyway. And then that's when the match gets threatened because, you know, Roman's badass. Yep. I thought it was hilarious what happened next. And you did not. No. Reigns says, how are your ribs? And Corbin, who is actually already holding his ribs, goes, what do you mean? And I'm like, what do you mean, what do you mean? You're holding right. your ribs. Right. But then Reigns punches him in the ribs and calls for a trainer. I thought that was hilarious. He is a dick. Let him right. be. Right, right. But the problem is, is that they're not making him the dick. They want you. They spent this entire show telling you, to root for Roman Reigns. Oh, that guy? The guy I already beat, he's obviously favoring an injury. I'm going to intentionally try to break his ribs and then laugh about it. Root for me. That's that's not it. Like, if, if what you're saying is, is right and they're presenting him as this character who's a total dick and we probably shouldn't root for this guy even though he's kind of cool or whatever, fine. But they're not. They spent the whole ma- the whole night telling you why you should root for him versus Brock Lesnar. Also, in addition to that, he likes to intentionally injure people. That's those two things shouldn't, I don't think, coincide. Um, and that's, I mean, yeah, it was also just like it's it's a guy, it's a bully kicking sand in the guy's face at the beach. Like, I don't want to root for that guy. I hate that guy. I went to high school with a lot of those guys. Those guys were dicks. I don't like those guys. So I don't go back to my high school reunions. You know, I don't want to see those guys ever again. Why do I want to root for that guy? I don't. That's it. Should choke those nerds out, Alex. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Rollins fights both McIntyre and Ziggler off initially. Why does he have to do that? Because he is in a handicap match to which I wonder, why didn't Rollins just say, Hey, Tyler, where the fuck are you, bro? Here's your chance. Right. Because in, because, and according to WWE, it's, Seth Rollins feels it's better to face these two men 
by himself than accept the help of a comedy character like Tyler Breeze, who doesn't matter and is treated as as other, as not deserving of a spot on the roster. I think that makes more uh, Rollins more endearing. It's if he accepted a guy like Tyler Breeze, and if Tyler Breeze lost, Rollins didn't fly off the handle on him. Right. He treated the other, the the guy, quite frankly, lower on the totem pole, sure. just like he's his equal. That that see that now if he did that, that jives with the guy who calls over Roman and says, "Let's do the shield sign with a special needs guy in the front yeah. row." That guy absolutely says, "Tyler, it's your shot, buddy. Let's do this, you and me. CrossFit breezes for one night only. Let's take these guys out." That guy, I want to embrace that guy and root for him all the time. Why wouldn't I want to root for that guy? But no, 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 no. No, his I love. He says it's okay, Roman. You know me. I'll figure it out. No, you didn't. You didn't figure it out. I mean, did, you, you went to the ring and you got your ass kicked by two guys instead of accepting the help offered to you. I don't know. It's just it's maddening sometimes. There is a major botch in this match. WWE had a bad night in the ring. I, I yeah. mean, a bad night in the ring. It is. On my ratings, I'll, I'll explain it to you all who are, are new to it. Starts at a 5 out of 10. If something bad happens or it's just brutally boring or poorly executed, it slides down in the 4s. Above er, decent TV matches land in the 5 range. Good TV matches land at 6. It's a rare raw when something doesn't hit a 6. Nothing hit a 6 tonight. This was a bad botch. R- Rollins flew off the top rope. McIntyre couldn't handle it, dropped him. It was supposed to be a tilt-world backbreaker. And then McIntyre went back into the spot. You just let it go. You never go right back to the spot. That yep. seems fake. That makes me think, oh, hey, I know it is, but... It's just really... Uh, it's, it's a weird thing because last week, um, last week he, he took a super kick from Rollins and it and it is glancing blow, Perfect and he's example. like he's like, come on, give me, give it to me again. And that was a great improv moment. They rolled with it, and he said, no, I, I don't feel like I would be down for a two count after that kick. Yeah. Do it again. Let's let's get this done. And that's the opposite of this, which is a weird and, thing. But it's with the same two guys. And unfortunately, this was a categorically different situation because McIntyre has to make it look like he's doing damage to this guy while also not actually doing damage to this guy right in that situation but yeah that's that is a prime callback that that actually that tweet went viral i saw it on uh twitter this week yeah mcintyre does a nice throwing suplex rollins makes his comeback on ziggler rollins gets a buckle bomb but drew made the blind tag and cut him off super kick wins it wwe does this thing where they make it look like a guy should have a big surprise partner and then Mm -hmm. they either Make it be a guy like Roman Reigns, who right. is already on the show. Not just on the show, but has wrestled. Yeah. Even though there are two options out there. I don't know if they're ready, ready options. Jason Jordan, Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. And guys, newsflash, everybody keeps asking about Ambrose. They said eight, month, they, they said eight months ago that it was going to be nine months. Yeah. There you go. And I know they work you sometimes, but Jason Jordan's still not back. And those were the two names people were expecting. Yes. They, they were expecting that. But what they got was jack shit. They didn't get anything. 
They got a tease of Tyler Breeze briefly. They got confirmation of Reigns. And then, like, I don't know. That's why I said there was more than met the eye for this. It was not good, man. Very little on Raw clicked tonight. There were some good things that happened, but not a lot clicked. Up next, the B team have a new theme. It is much more fitting than their old one. It's dorky as shit, but, I mean, it's supposed to be Alex. Yeah. This is the thing, is that uh, I liked the old theme. It was fine. Uh, It sounded like something by Breaking Benjamin uh, from, like, 10 years ago, which is perfect for a a team called the B team, Breaking Benjamin. Um, uh, But this, this is not that. This is something created specifically for them. It is a theme where everyone said they chant B team in it. It's 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 delightfully stupid. Um, it's not. It, I mean, it, it it makes them out to be a joke, which they are. Um, but but they're not magicians. No, a WWE uh, does not do that kind of thing for transitional champs. These guys feel like they're going to be around for the long haul if you're going to create this brand new thing for them. So we'll see. But I joked on Twitter, oh, my God, their new theme song. They're going to be champs until Mania. Like, like it just seems like a thing that they don't do just to, like, you know, yeah. for the hell of it. It's, it's, it's a sign. They had some nice offense early. There was this yeah. Northern Lariat by Curtis Axel, and then Dallas ran, I think it was Wilder, into Axel's knee. It was really good looking. B-team are getting better together. Uh, Dallas made Dawson look like a million bucks, particularly. Go back and watch that exchange. This was real good stuff. Like, he was bumping around. He did that that bump he does where he's holding on to the top rope and he flips. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. The turnbuckle smash, a short arm clothesline all look good. Uh, two guys end up knocked down and reach for tags, and the lights go out, and Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy show up on the apron. I thought that was one of the better things the leader of worlds have done since they've got together. Yeah, it it didn't help that the the commentary was 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 putting it over way too earnestly. Like, wait a minute, how did they do that? Well, where, where is Dash? Where, where, where like, where's where's Axel? What 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 happened? Like, it's just it's. We already know that Bray Wyatt has his doctorate in audio visual. Yeah, T- take it down a notch. They're under the ring. It'll be fine. You know what I mean? Like, don't make us, like, question ourselves. Like, it's okay. It's okay. I like this. Next week, we're getting a triple threat tag title match between these three teams, as reported by FightfulWrestling.com. Cool. You all should probably visit that website. You know, the match might be good. Who knows? Yeah. Might be. Might be. Might be. next. Sasha and Bailey are full on tag team. Sasha has not made it a secret the last couple of days. She wants tag team championships. Yes. Um, my, my thought is they will wait until after SummerSlam and make another big announcement, uh, which then will allow, which is, I think is the way to do it, um, is to have two separate brands, uh, tournaments of teams on there leading to one SmackDown team versus one Raw team at this October, uh, the, the, the uh, women's pay-per-view, Evolution. Um, uh, and then that one set of tag belts floats back and forth. I think that's the way to do it. 
we don't you don't have enough to support two different sets of tag belts. I think it'd be really good. I am completely with you. It should make that almost like a traveling special attraction. Yep. Bailey gets some nice offense, eats the turnbuckle hard a couple times. I like Liz Liv Morgan's uh, corner skateboard stomp. It works really well for her, her frame, the the way that she can do it. She's a lot smaller than a lot of the other girls. Sasha gets a hot tag to a great reaction. This is probably match of the night. Super Frankensteiner from Bailey, Super Meteora from Banks, but Liv breaks up the pin. A shadowy figure shows up to aid the Riot Squad. It's Ruby. She's back. Yay. Logan pins Bailey. I am so glad to see Ruby Riot back. She was a true highlight of WWE Raw for several months. She, her and Seth Rollins in the ring carried that brand on their backs from a wrestling perspective for a while. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm very glad. Uh, I, I, I said when she went out, like, I hope she's not out for a long time, A, because I think she's great, and B, because it kind of sucks for Logan and, and Morgan because they – they really don't. I, they haven't felt like anything at all without her. Uh, they, they they held down the fort while she was out, and now that she's back, it feels like because they had singles matches with Ember Moon. By the way, whatever happened to that feud? That's gone. That we that didn't matter. Um, and now uh, they have they're having a tag feud with Sasha and Bailey. Um, so like they they matter. So now we now it's an interesting thing of like how does this triumvirate work? Who's is M, is Ember Moon going to be the third person in this six woman tag? Probably we're going to have that at SummerSlam kind of a thing. So uh, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with Ember Moon and Sasha and Bailey versus the Riot Squad. That'll be that could be fun. Me too. I think it's going to be really good. I think that match is going to be on fire. Yep. I hope they go 100 miles an hour. Yep. I believe that match could be outstanding. Yeah, I mean, Morgan and Logan have both improved a lot in the yeah. past month, six weeks. Somebody on the chat said BTE was good as usual this week. I cover BTE every week on the FightfulSelect.com Weekender podcast. That is a tier one feature. Only $5 a month. Alicia Fox comes out to Alexa Bliss's music. That is whack. This is her main event, like maybe the only main event she'll ever get on Raw. Like, and when I say main main event on Raw, I don't mean the last match on Raw. I mean the last thing on Raw. Yeah, yeah, that was that was bad. But they're not telling that she's 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 just there because Mickey got hurt. Like that's the sad part is that they spent all this time like, hey, Alicia Fox, Alicia Fox has been here forever, like two thousand six, right? She's been there for like oh, yeah. 12, twelve years. Twelve years and a thousand matches in. That's amazing. Um, and she's a former champion. Here's some highlights of all these people that she beat. Um, but we wouldn't be using her if Mickey didn't get tweaked. So it's a weird thing. Like it's a it's just Alicia's buddy du jour versus Ronda Rousey. It doesn't it feels like it's mostly about Alexa. Which I guess is a story they're telling, but still, that kind of sucks for Alicia Fox. There's no reason why it couldn't be like Alicia Fox's music bleeding into Alexa or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah, it's the little things, man. And when you've had somebody around this long, I think it'd be a nice thing to do. Charlie Caruso interviews Alexa Bliss and Fox. This is brutal. This is a brutal time-killing Horse shit is what it was. Didn't, it didn't make any sense. 
And I mean, Alicia Fox, Fox's delivery. I keep calling her Flox. Alicia yeah. Fox's delivery, I think, is good. But the the subject matter was not. Uh, I do like that Bliss did rightfully credit Alicia Fox for helping pave the way for the current generation. Alicia Fox today, compared to where she was 10 years ago, she is a perfectly serviceable member of this roster now. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, I, I hate that she didn't get to wrestle in the Royal Rumble. Me too. That does that really sucks for her. Um, I, I hope she'll be a part of whatever they're doing. I'm sure they'll go have some kind of battle royal or oh, yeah. something like a ten woman tag or whatever. Did you see the, what all in is calling their battle royal? No. The over the budget battle royal. That's good. Um, <laughs> I like that. Um, I also loved when she threw to the video, and it took like ten seconds, and she was like, "Are you gonna play it or not?" That's so perfectly heard that she gets to be yes. that person who would say that. Every time somebody throws the video and it takes forever, I want them to address it. Exactly. But they're not allowed. Alicia Fox at absolutely fits with her character. That's why I, I loved it very much. So <laughs> Ronda Rousey comes out to a great ovation. You get in-ring introductions, but did make this feel like a big deal. I like it. Alicia Fox is hilarious. She powders out. And Alexa trips Rousey. Fox puts the boots to her. Rousey's selling could be better. I'm going to be honest. Not a good... I didn't like it. I didn't like the match. I didn't like the execution. It was just... Oh, man. It was rough. Rousey's selling could be better. The camera cuts didn't do her corner attacks any justice. The thing is... Rousey throws those strikes, honestly, so fast that some of the girls can't react to them. Yeah. And some people say, oh, well, she stands out too far. It doesn't matter. She just needs light contact for me to believe those. That's yeah. it. It's a lot of arm drag, though. Those look neat. The arm drags were fine. She gets a little too ahead of herself sometimes. And, you know, she'll learn that with ring experience. And you can't argue the way that Ronda Rousey's doing it. She's working live events and she's shown up. She's wrestled more on Raw than Brock Lesnar has in, I don't know, 14 years. Yep. That's, there's something to be said about that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I enjoy the Rhonda. Um, I, 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 she's going to hurt somebody like those, those arm takeovers, like it, just the snap of how Alicia went over. Uh, I, I just felt like that. I was just going to see her arm dislocate. Like it was just so fast. Um, and, uh, you know, Alicia's been doing matches, like you said, a thousand matches. She's able to like react to that kind of thing and understand. And she knows how to land. She knows how, where not to tense up all that kind of stuff. Rhonda's going to get in there with somebody who doesn't have a thousand matches under her belt, uh, and just accidentally kill her, not kill her, but hurt her bad. And she doesn't want to do that. And it's it's a weird thing. Ronda Rousey also, she was on Colbert last week or something, could not be more of a delight in real life. Oh, Very she is she is unbelievably happy. It's yeah. it's scary how happy she is. Like, yeah. She's very through yeah. through Olympic medalist, through one of the yeah. biggest draws in UFC history. She is happiest here now. And by the way, the reports I'm getting from the performance center. About Rau- about Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir, I had a person with the performance center say, we went four for four with these girls, and that's better than we expected. Wow, that's great. 
I mean, a lot of people thought that Baszler was signed as a favor. Well, wrong. 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 And now Shafir and Duke are tearing it up too. Rousey, I mean, this, I'll say this. For a first television match ever with as little experience as she has? Yeah. Fine. Yeah. But, I mean, you got to understand that the standard that she is being held to right now is stealing the show at two Mm pay-per-views. So, I mean, she's going to gain a little bit of criticism from it. That suplex, I'd take it out of the arsenal. Yeah. I don't don't, don't think the women who are taking it know how to land it. Like, it's, it's weird. Some of them are laying it on their shoulders. Some are laying it on their face. It's, it, it doesn't look right. Yeah, and it doesn't look right because we're used to seeing people bump a certain way. And with True. Ronda Rousey, quite frankly, you're going to bump whatever the way she that's wants true. you to bump because True. that's been her life for so long. Hits an arm bar, hits a win. Like I said, I'd take the suplex off the menu. I would slow down a little bit. But she's going to learn all this stuff. Yeah. And this is her first television match. Yes. Ever. And that being said, for a first television match, hey, on my rank, my ratings, I gave it a 3.75 out of 10. That's bad. But if we're grading this on a scale, mm-hmm. it's a hell of a lot better than that. Hell of a lot better than that. That was WWE Raw. Of course, we are back on Tuesday for the post-Smackdown show. The Holy Smokes MMA podcast is Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, and I'm going to make a little announcement right now based on, on that. We're doing a format change. James Lynch will be joining us full-time on the Holy Smokes MMA podcast starting in, I think it's July 28th. He is an incredible MMA insider. You've seen him do hundreds of interviews for Fightful.com. So we're going to get his uh, view of things as he talks to dozens if not hundreds of fighters on a weekly monthly yearly basis we got showdown joe sort of as the historian myself as the host and james lynch as the insider very very excited for that we got the listen your boy on wednesday that's gonna be a fun show jimmy coming back from orlando good times alex what do you got going on this week well, we got uh, SmackDown tomorrow night. I hope uh, we'll be able to have a little Q&A so we could talk about the debut of Big Kaz. Because there's lots of stuff going on in the worlds there of wrestling. Sure and I can't wait to talk about that uh, tomorrow night on the show. While I watch on my TV over here, Hideo Itami versus Mustafa Ali. You can just hook that to my veins. I'm just saying... I'm not letting you out of this Joy Giovanni article. <laughs> I got to figure out who the hell that is. <laughs> <laughs> I've got so much shit from Kelly Kelly stands on Twitter. Oh. Like I had a good time scrolling <laughs> a little bit. Like people think that I really dislike her, and I sarcastically said I'll find out if there are Joy Giovanni stands out there. There are. Oh, of course really? there are. There are. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Guys, thank you all so much. We are on podcast formats all over the place. Player FM, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, YouTube, MP3. We're we're everywhere. FightfulSelect.com. $5 gets it all. $5 shipping also gets you BlueChew.com. Just solid. Pay that shipping. You get it for free. Thank you guys so much. Fightful.com. Spread the word. We're out. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.